Hi, and welcome to Big Oof Coming Your Way. Uh, today we're going to talk about the history of film from 1907 to Psych. I had you going there, didn't I? Welcome to the actual Big Oof Coming Your Way. I'm Brandon. And I'm Shania. And today we are going to talk about plot twists in media. Plot twists can come from anything from the big twist at the end to like the twist in the first act. It really doesn't matter. But before we get to that, we're going to go on to our first segment, which is well, what have you been doing uh, in between podcasts? And so, Shania, I ask you that question. What have you been up to in between podcast recordings? Um, in terms of just strictly fun stuff, I finally got my whole like entertainment system situation set up. So I've been playing more video games, but on the PlayStation. So I bought Persona 5 Royal. It's been pretty lit. It's like, it's same, same, but different. Because I have the original Persona 5, and um, Royal was definitely still worth it. So anyone who's like played 5, I would highly recommend that you get Royal anyway. Because there's just like a ton of like different little like extra stuff that makes it feel new. For the record, I just want to say that um, you have been talking about Royal and about the prospect of buying it, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. For probably six months. On and off. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Without any kind of sale. Correct. And constantly asking me, should I buy Royal? And I just keep telling you, is it really worth it at full price? I didn't want to spend $60 on it. But you will spend $45 on it. It was a 25% discount. I know, but I'm just, I'm confirming that number. That's correct. Okay. Honestly, if it were 10% off, I probably would have bought it. So I think I was just looking for an excuse. So it's worth, it's worth about $55 or it's worth about like 50 bucks. It's honestly worth 60. It's, it's very specifically because I already put like a hundred hours into Persona 5. So I was like, well... I just really don't feel like Royal's worth it, but it's worth it. Okay, well, how how is it worth it? Um, they just add they're like new characters. There's like a whole new semester, so I kind of thought like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to play out the other like eighty hours of it, and it'll be exactly the same. But it's not like they add like extra scenes. There are like extra characters that are getting introduced earlier, even like palaces look a little different like from the jump and some parts of the combat have changed that I can tell I'm still going through like some tutorial stuff but I will probably keep everyone updated in very vivid detail next (laughs) podcast and talk about more of Ryuji more uh, I can't wait till our 100th episode and I ask you so Shania what are you doing and it's like well I got to the fifth castle in Persona 5 today at uh, Persona 5. Wow. Because I wanted to do every single thing. Not saying that I'm unskilled, but I wanted to do everything the game had to offer. And it took me forever to do it. Perhaps if Atlas wasn't so full of cowardice, I would be more motivated if I knew that I could date Ryuji. That's really fair. Don't be cowards. Let it happen. Uh, you know is that the only thing that you've been doing or can i uh step in and complain about uh 
one aspect about Persona 5's gameplay in the fact that it relates to my life. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. Um, I used to think stuff like Persona 5 that had like semesters. I used to basically think like, oh man, who would want to like do that, right? Like I've already been through, what is it, preschool through a bachelor's degree. And the last thing in my like head is, oh, another semester. But like every time I do it in something like Persona 5, that semester is cool, which leads me to believe that my life is just super uninteresting. I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you agree that my life is that interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> like, of course, like a video game is going to make your life <laughs> seem cooler. Oh, yeah. but it's just... If not, um, like what? Are you going to play fucking Tim the Accounting Man like in a video game? Like, I mean, he probably makes good money. It's not, <sighs> not a big problem. I'm just saying. That's like, the real fantasy. Oh, man. Brandon, what'd you do over your summer break uh, between semesters? Oh, you know. I hung out, I played some games and everything, but ultimately, uh, I didn't do much of anything else, you know? Meanwhile, it's like, all right, Ren, what did you do? Oh, I just uh, saved the world and everything with these cool things that, like, I summon and they're bound to me. Uh, All that stuff. It just, video games about semesters, or even, like, TV shows about semesters, it's supposed to be interesting you mean like school in general yeah okay like all of it basically has this idea of being interesting but man sometimes i think i did not have that even like the slice of life experiences that they did even when it's like comedy in the mundane i'm like i didn't even do that mundane thing yeah so it's like dang that's super uninteresting anime makes everything look cooler anime makes mcdonald's in particular look like fucking mouth-watering no you know what makes mcdonald's look mouth-watering what those really good commercials of mcdonald's yeah they just like but up 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 buy our shit and it's like okay yeah well but it's like i just feel like mcdonald's fries are only really good when they're like fresh out of the fryer that's when they're like god tier but that only happens like 15 percent of the time nah i disagree wholeheartedly mcdonald's fries are always good you just have to like lower your standards you just gotta go hey man this fry fell on the floor it's cold i don't care did is there a sprite with it it's like yeah okay yeah that's the fry i guess like it's mcdonald's fries i'm a slave to capitalism like i'm gonna eat that fry i paid money with that fry i earned money with that fry i really like mcdonald's fries dude like rain sleet snow that's a mcdonald's fry i'm going for it no wonder you think your life is boring I just got sad for you. I'm cutting it. <laughs> if you hear this, it's because I forgot to cut it. How dare you? Okay. Yeah, you know, I can. I can go away. I'm gonna help. Do it. You wanna do all the leg work? Do it then. All right. See you. I'll talk to you later. For those of you who, like, don't know, we're also, like, video chatting right now, and I could see that he didn't even fully leave the frame, because his headphones are wired. Yeah, they're connected to the mic. He couldn't even, like, make the dramatic exit that he wanted to make because of his headphones. I was uplinked in a way that I didn't want to... I didn't want to ruin my, like, headphones and put them down and have to edit that out. I just thought thought that was really funny. Anyway, uh, can we get back on topic? Sure. 
So what have you been doing this week? Oh, I was going to ask you what you were doing more of because I kind of interrupted you during your doing. So yeah, I wanted to double back to that if that's cool. So what are you doing this week? What else am I doing? Um, I think I am going to actually finish Parks and Rec soon. It only took like five years. Didn't you mention that at like last episode? Yeah, but I'm progressing. How far? I'm more than halfway through season six. Okay, that's pretty good. You know, I'm not I'm not being hostile to you. I'm just asking I don't for, know. for continuity it sounded, it sounded sake. Pretty, it sounded pretty hostile. Okay, there's a little bit of hostility because <laughs> I I for for everybody that listens, um, even if you're just binging all three, it's either been like two minutes or it's been like two weeks. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been like four years. So wow. Yeah, like, did you finish becomes a more important question. For, for like, reference, if this was episode, like, 300, and every week you said you were progressing in Parks and Rec, eventually it feels like, are you really progressing? Or are you clicking on it and then backing out to just do something else in the meantime? That's why I can't fuck with shows like One Piece, because I would just legitimately never finish. One Piece is so old that you can see, like genuinely different standards of like anime in just the same anime it's kind of wild yeah i'm no i'm not gonna watch all of one piece uh which is why i don't start because it's it's reached a longevity that makes me say i will not start this so if you were looking for a one piece plot twist i guarantee you you're not gonna find it here unfortunately sorry what about (laughs) you what are you what have you been doing um I've been playing uh, some video games. I've been playing Slay the Spire, uh, which is really fun. Little card game uh, where you just uh, click on the cards and you got to go up to the tower and kill the the final boss. And then you just kind of like keep doing that. But it's very like a random numbers game based. Mm -hmm. So RNG based. And uh, it's got a lot of replayability. Um, I've been uh, doing a lot of different like uh podcast listening Mm -hmm. uh i've been doing a lot of like videos like watching on youtube i haven't watched like a lot of shows what like movies you've been listening to the adventure zone again right not not entirely like some of it is again uh if i wanted to listen to like specific parts Mm -hmm. some of it is um like finishing things that i hadn't uh heard before Okay. So I watched a lot of like, or I I listened to like a lot of new stuff. So that was pretty good. Adventure Zone is really good. Listen to that podcast. Uh, So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've done. um, I think that I can like really think of at this moment. Okay. So uh, yeah, is it is it time to get into the the big twists? Let's get into some plot twists. Do you want to start us off? Fuck yeah. Kind we're going to start okay. right now. Um, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's start. Let's Fuck fucking yeah, go. Dude. Let's, Let's fucking go. get these podcasts. Let's fucking go, dude. Fucking take that, take that fucking podcast <laughs> and just shove it down someone's throat. Fuck yeah. That good shit. Um, all right. So my first one is actually going to be Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically because when I when like everyone was reading god girl i like found out on tumblr you know where you kind of like get your feelings hurt because you see like a gift set or something as something major happening and you're like fuck 
um, I found out that like Amy was alive. So then I was like, well, shit, like I found out like the plot twist. So like, what's the point? And then I went on to read like Jillian Flynn's like other two books and they were really good. So then when the movie came out, I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll watch it. But like, you know, I already know the plot twist. And like everyone who had read the book was like, okay, but that's like, sure. Sure, girl. Like, you know, everything that's happening. And obviously I very much did not know what was happening. I didn't think she was going to slit Neil Patrick Harris's throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did do that. I didn't think, I don't, oh man, it's so weird because we had seen the actress in Pride and Prejudice like mm-hmm. two she's, weeks ago. She's the pure sister. And she's just so sweet. And then you watch Gone Girl and it's like, damn, she has the range because this girl, Home Girl, is really good at being a fucking psychopath. So shout out to Gone Girl for like having a plot twist followed by like a plot twist followed by a plot twist. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, is you kind of, the first time I watched Gone Girl was with you. And yes. you kind of ruined that part for me because you were so nonchalant about the murder that I immediately picked up like, oh, she's not dead. Like, you were so willing to, like, just say, yeah, to that whole plot twist that I, I when, when you mentioned Gone Girl, it took me a second to go, what was the plot twist in Gone Girl exactly? Because yeah. there's no major one to me. Because, unfortunately, I wasn't spoiled like you were spoiled. I was spoiled in a way that made me think, like, this is something that everybody in the movie knows. Because you were just like, oh, yeah, but she's, like, fine. It's like, okay. I was not not like that. You just like, (laughs) it's really annoying watching like movies with him because he fucking like knows me really well. So like, if there's something that I know, then he'll like ask me questions and I'll refuse to answer them, but it doesn't matter because he'll be able to tell either because I'm really bad at bluffing or because he knows me super well, but it's really fucking annoying. The thing is, a non-answer is still an answer. A refusal to answer a question can sometimes tell somebody everything they need to know. Yeah, and that's why you shouldn't ask so many goddamn questions when we're watching movies together. That's really fair. I need to look at a, a list of things that we came up with before this. Society. Well, I mean, there's the pretty classic ones. Oh, I know. I just, I couldn't remember... But before we started recording this, I literally had to type a list down and go, what the fuck are plot twists in like anything? So I couldn't remember any of them because the minute you say like, oh, what's your favorite plot twist, Brandon? I go, it's kind of like when like 90% of the year it's like, oh, I'm a slave to consumerism. And then when like holidays come around and they're like, what do you want? And you're like, I am but a measly peasant with need for nothing. No, see, I'm the opposite. Absolutely. Are you, fu- are you fucking kidding me? No, see, I, I go the absolute other direction. 90% of the year, I go, I am a poor peasant who needs something. And then the holidays come around and I go, well, being um, of such a rich class, uh, there is nothing that I could possibly think of that I need uh- at this moment. <laughs> It, it the brain just turns off dude i think i can think of stuff i need all year round but as soon as like black friday hits it's like nah 
I don't need anything. I don't remember anything that I could possibly need. My car could be broken outside. And you ask me on Black Friday, do you want want your car fixed? And I'll look out and I go, oh, hey, when that happened? It, it looks fine, though. It, it should be fine. Because I just don't remember I dead ass like thought that. he was going to say, like, no, I like I know exactly what I want for my birthday and for holidays. Because it it's literally like pulling teeth. No, a birthday, a birthday counts as a yeah. holiday. It's like your personal yeah. holiday. So it counts in the form of I don't know what yeah, I want. So I was I was about to be I was I was really about to be like, is this guy fucking is this guy fucking serious right now? Like is he is he saying he you know no, okay, my, I got you. My birthday is in October, so I don't know what I want by September. Um yeah, the reason stuff like the Steam Summer Sale goes really well for me is because there's no holiday that requires or encourages gift giving to such a degree True. around it. Winter sale, I'm much worse off than it because I don't know what I want constantly the entire time. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to find a good segue. There isn't one. I'm just going to name one of these movies. It's Parasite. Parasite's really good plot twist. Mainly because, uh, did you know, uh, we watched that we together. We went to the, the mm -hmm. movies to see that. Um, did you know anything no. about that movie when we saw it? Because I, okay, I yeah, didn't those are. I feel like Korean movies in particular, because I felt the same way about The Handmaiden and Old Boy. They're like really good at like, they're not being, like the trailer just telling you like little to nothing while piquing your interest. Because I feel like a lot of like American movie trailers give away like half the movie in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I think it started mainly because we used to be a bit more vague yeah. on it and it didn't work like we thought it should. Uh, but it really was like the prevalence of like action movies that I think has caused trailers to adopt that format because action movies could sell really well and they would be like this summer watched like sylvester salone beat up a bunch of dudes in a yeah. jungle and we're gonna release this movie eight different times but like it's kind of like those trailers i think specifically worked because the plot is the last reason i'm watching this movie i am watching superstar action hero this guy over here beat people up in a new and creative yeah. way and that's pretty much all I was there for. So I think they didn't care about plot as much, but that was a really good way of getting attention because I can still remember those movies and movies that don't have as great trailers sometimes makes me think that I can't remember what movie it was. There's, there's the movie that I think it, even it, though it explained a heavy amount of its mm -hmm. plot, it wasn't an interesting trailer either. It was that the, the movie where the girl is doing all the, the research and writing on the people who would like, be tempted to commit assault we saw we saw that in the trailer for the movie oh, parasite are you talking about invisible man is that it no no i remember that trailer because that one told me uh, a decent period of the plot but i remember it because that had a really right. good idea i'm talking about i'm talking about the one where it was like she would take guys to her oh, home and pretend yes. she was okay, drunk. Okay, no, I know which one you're talking about. Where she dropped out of med school. I remember the beginning of the trailer and then it told me 
so much and did so little interest of scenes to me that I forgot everything after that. I only remember the beginning with her taking a dude into the bedroom and then writing his name and being like, uh-uh, this guy's not the good guy here. Yeah. He's a bad boy. He's a bad, bad, abusive boy. Parasite is really good because, like, you legitimately don't know what's happening from, like, <laughs> the first minute. You're just like, where is this, like, plot going? especially what like when you hit like more of the middle of the movie and then finding the man in the basement was like a punch in the face i i like the thing is the way they did it i think was the better punch which was um they didn't happen upon him like an uh, like yeah this movie is very much a thriller and it takes and borrows from some of that classic horror ideas where it's like you find the thing in the basement Mm-hmm. Except this time, they didn't find it. They just allude to it really early on and give you a nice bit of foreshadowing with the the kid being, like, scarred. Yeah. Because he saw, like, a ghost, and it turns out it was the guy coming out, and that's why he locks himself in the basement yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I love the twist of, like, it's the old person that they had, like, basically, um, I don't know how to, like, explain it. They didn't, like, bully her. But they basically took her job. Yeah, they from pushed her. her out of the. They pushed her out of the role. Yeah, and not like forcibly. They did it like through subterfuge. Yeah, would essentially be the way they did it. But by doing that, by not letting her just exist in the same spot and letting her in, they unwittingly caused their own like demise in the movie exactly. because of that. And but the twist right there of just like knowing that she also had done all this stuff is really really like good i think it was just really good like she just comes in and everybody's like oh hide pretend like we're not all in here being messy and it ends with her like getting kicked down the stairs the dude escaping like oh man it's so it's so good because i think up to that point i i don't know what the movie has to say left I figured it was just the family was going to get caught and it was going to be that gradual like downturn. No, it takes like a fucking sideways skirt off the rail and just allows itself to become this like thriller film with like a lot of like tension in it. So, yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like Parasite in like a ton of different ways. It's like masterful, like the symbolism, the foreshadowing, all of it. Like I've watched it. We watched it again together. And then I want to watch it one more time. Actually, no, we didn't. We didn't watch it again together. I watched it again. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, but that's cool. I've watched Parasite one time. But hey, if you if you want to think I watched it a second time, that's cool. It makes me sound more like a movie buff, and I'm all for that. <laughs> all for that. All I do is watch Parasite and Gone Girl so far. Mm-hmm. I do not watch anything else. No, nothing because else. Because I only believe in plot twist films. Right. Of course course uh so yeah so i feel like the another one i kind of wanted to talk about was even though this one is arguably one of the worst assassin's creeds i thought this one was a really good plot twist assassin's creed 3 when you're playing haytham kenway at the beginning and like you play through like the first i think like hour or two it's like the first two hours it's the tutorial of the game yeah which for assassin's creed short tutorial yeah and so you kind of like 
empathize with him and like you see everything from his point of view and then you realize he's a templar yeah because he does the thing where he's got the group together and everything yeah he's got the group and then he's like for the templars and you're like wait (laughs) (laughs) you're like excuse wait a goddamn minute hold up yeah i was like really i was like wait (laughs) wait a minute because like i just kind of thought like okay like it's not the first time where you play as like different people so i was like okay maybe this is just like a different you're just playing as a different person because there's a huge emphasis on like connor being like native american and so i was like Mm -hmm. okay this is fine i can play as Hatham for a little bit but playing as finding out that he was a templar i was like offended but like in a good way i was like i can't believe you made me do this but i did this i was the one who did it the thing is is everybody who was around for like the promotional material knew that Connor was the main character. Yeah. So when Haytham came out, you knew his time as the controlled player character was not going to be long. Yeah. Since we have to get to Connor. That being said, you can't say, Oh, I just knew he was a Templar because I wasn't playing Connor yet. Because he was also Connor's dad, and yeah. that was well explained as well. Yeah. So, like, him dying would have been a really easy, like, expected thing. Exactly. Him being a Templar is a much different twist than that. Yeah, like, I definitely anticipated, like, okay, this is going to be his dad. And then when he meets his mom, I was like, okay, this is how it kind of turns out. But then it's like, oh, I didn't expect him to turn around and be a Templar and, like, fuck over his mom. And, like, fuck over his entire mom's village. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They did a good job of setting him up to be the bad guy. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of other things about Assassin's Creed 3 that weren't amazing. Connor Mm kind of whined a lot. Like, he was, like, he was very emo. And I think... Oh, my village is dead. And I just (laughs) have to deal with a bunch of dumbass white people. I mean, it's it's a valid reason, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to actually defend him while mocking the way that he wanted it. <laughs> it's like, actually, yeah, I mean, you were a victim of, like, a really traumatizing yeah, wh- White people ruined yeah. your life getting lying, It's like you think kid. you're a special kid. <laughs> Get in line. Um, <laughs> um, what is it, uh? I, I have a few video games that I could talk about, and I'll leave it up to you which one I'll okay. want to go, like, aces for. Um, I could talk about uh, Shadow of the Colossus, Undertale, Bioshock, oh my God, or let's Doki talk Doki, about Doki, Doki, I think, right now. Talk about just Monica. Um, yeah, okay, so Doki yeah. Doki is really good. Um, it did a really good thing. I think it's only... Uh, I think it's only bad thing that it did in its plot twisting was its fan base which is kind of like i have a lot of trouble like defining how Mm -hmm. i want to tiptoe this line because on one hand they did such a good job at concealing the fact that this if you don't know anything about doki doki it's a horror game so they did a great job concealing all of it and you really play yeah. a long time before the horror sets in. You when play for like a good couple hours before psychological the horror, horror sets in. on Steam. Like I remember and like everyone on Steam was like, huh? Like this is just a dating sim. Like I do remember that. Yeah. So they're the ones who really betrayed the idea that there's something wrong here. 
that's not a terrible thing because I get it that like you don't want like a child right. to play this in some way and then like it goes wrong. So I totally understand why they did it. But that's its only flaw. I think it's otherwise really flawless in its execution and what it was trying to accomplish. Um, you just play through. It doesn't matter who you date. Uh, you don't date Monica first. You can date. Uh, it's not really date. It's like have crush on and then have romantic ending with is the expected value that you're going to get out of the game. And then your best friend, aka like the best friend mm -hmm. archetype, because you have like the what is it? You have the mm -hmm. Yandere, the Sudanair, and yeah. the best friend. Like, the childhood best friend. Your childhood best friend yeah. will fucking hang herself. Oh, yeah, you can't. Um, it's... I had a really bad time with it because I went for the childhood best friend. You like, did. Yeah, I reloaded because I was like, no, I actually want to go for her. Like, she's really sympathetic and stuff. So I played through the game loaded skipped through the game so that took like another like 15 minutes when i was right on the precipice of just either way being disappointed um and yeah the game just goes off the rails after that dude i don't even know how to like explain in a like yeah <laughs> timeline value like how far off the rails it goes after that because you restart the game um it just gets worse i don't know can you help me here i i don't know how to like wrap my essentially brain. like it's like a whole like fourth wall kind of endeavor because you find out that like monica is this megalomaniac who's obsessed with you and she's like orchestrated the deaths of everyone else so that you would have no choice but to choose her and the only way that you can like beat it is to go actually into your like save file in your computer no it's it, i think it's the game file itself oh yeah the saying. game file itself yeah and then and then delete it you have to delete monica herself yeah but then the game starts again that's where it gets even more twisty the game will start again with monica being removed and then sayori has like that power and so monica mm -hmm. comes back and shuts down the entire game so there's mm -hmm. like five twists in that game like we didn't talk about the other two characters it's nets natsuki and uh your yori i think i believe so uh, i hope nobody listening to this is like a huge like waifu fan for yori, yori yeah something like that i really hope not because that's gonna be a problem for me but we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna run through it um but yeah, so she like, she doesn't m kill them directly. She actually even mentions she doesn't mean to kill them. She just set the worst parts of their personalities up to fail, but mm -hmm. she set it too high and that basically activated them to become mentally unstable and therefore kill themselves. It's like if somebody went into yeah. your, your chemical structure and bumped some of your worst aspects and traits of like your mental health um that would otherwise be totally like in the norm and just bumped them to where they're so imbalanced that nothing could help you and it would be yeah. so fast that nothing could be able to really like get a hold of it yeah your best friend she has kind of like low self-esteem a little bit mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like she bumps it up to the point where she 
feels like worthless completely. Yes. And then yeah. the other two have the Yandere and Sudanair. And I don't remember mm-hmm. how does that work again? Is Sudanair the one who's like Baka, you idiot, love me? Is that um, what those are called? Yeah. Or is that like a totally different thing? No, the Sudanair is like the yeah, they they can't they bully you, but it's cause they, they like you. Yeah. So she yeah. ends up turning into like it like they find out the backstory that you don't hear until that point of the game, like she's basically abused by your dad and then she kind of like freaks out and gets angry and breaks her own neck and rushes you and then the game like resets again and with yuri i wish i didn't have to mention her possibly incorrect name like 15 times today but here we are mm-hmm. uh she's yandere so she asks if you like want to go out with her or if you love her or something and whether you answer yes or no she'll stab herself to death uh yeah and that's because pretty, like the- fucked yeah, because, like, the Yandere, they're so, like, obsessed with you, it's, like, to the point of being, like, self-destructive. And yeah. that's, like, amped up to 100. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely an awful experience after that. But that's not yeah. the point. I I appreciate what the game did. Uh, yeah. I am not a person who enjoys playing horror games that much, but I felt like I had already been conned by it and i had an obligation to play through yeah like sometimes there are a lot of different like movies and tv shows where like so you know where you sometimes kind of think like damn like i wonder what it would have been like to be that person finding the thing out for the first time like an empire strikes back like now everyone knows like you know the luke i'm your father Mm -hmm. but it's like what must it have been like you know seeing it for the first time in movie theaters and being like, Oh my God. Shook. I was going to ask you. Yeah. What is a twist that you could revisit all over again? And now I don't want to ask you because you took my answer and used it as an example. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) You took the direct answer I was going to use as an example So now I feel like I'd just be redundant if I said it. So I'm going to ask it to you, but I want you to know, while I will actively listen to you, there's going to be like 5% of my my brain going, bruh, I can't believe this. I have to come up with a second answer. Rip. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So what what would be a plot twist that you would wish you could go all the way back to? Um, I'm probably going to say Shutter Island because it took me okay. so fucking long to watch that movie that I kind of had like no one to blame but myself for finding out the twist, mm-hmm. you know? Well, what's, what's the twist? This is, this is a spoiler zone. Yeah. Like if you didn't, if you didn't know the podcast about plot twist was going to have. We probably should have, we probably should, we, we can, we can add that. I'll edit it. I don't <laughs> care. Like, you should know. The minute that I said, psych, you thought this is about plot twists should have been the moment you go, oh, they're going to talk about, like, a lot of spoiler yeah. stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think we've talked about too much that's, like, very, very recent. Mm-hmm. I think the most recent thing we talked about is Parasite. So I'm invoking the I don't know what to tell you rule. True. I might edit in a spoiler. I might not. But, yeah, I, I would say... I would say Shutter Island, where you find out that 
because you're following this person who's a detective and he's like investigating this like disappearance on this island Mm -hmm. but then you find out that the entire setup is that he is the patient that he's looking for like he's he's the patient who's like the disappeared person and this is really just a very complex mental exercise to get him to remember that he is not a detective actually but a patient because he murdered his wife after she drowned his kids yeah it's got a very um ambiguous ending where like he seems like very aware of the fact of which identity he is like he is the actual person he is in like the words that he says yeah um but like essentially the threat of it is if the reason that the the entire like mental institution was a part of it um but he has one doctor who was his um partner detective Mm -hmm. Uh, following him around and taking notes and everything and that's the guy who he talks to at the end basically letting him know like i know i know who i am i accept what i did which was the whole point was to get a breakthrough for him to accept Mm -hmm. it but the idea is he he can't live with that that type of guilt that type of like trauma so he essentially at the end of the movie decides to um do go through with the punishment for the asylum if they couldn't like get a breakthrough out of him which was going to be a lobotomy yeah which that's why they went so hard is because they believed that at which is true they were right to believe that like lobotomizing people is inhumane because it takes away a lot of who they are yeah but he went through with it because he just couldn't deal with it which i'm not going to talk about whether that's like a really good ending to it or not but the twist though where he like has the gun he's like if you the the director of the mental asylum is like yeah if you mm-hmm. if you really believe that's a gun shoot me and the cinematography of like him shooting and the blood being on the wall and he sees like the blood but like the guy's still alive and he's completely unaffected mm-hmm. so you're kind of seeing that both of the worlds finally like converging on each other and only one of them can exist so it's like a very good cinema cinegraphic cinegraphic is that the word yeah it's that it's very good visual battle Mm -hmm. on camera that you can see of both of the worlds like one trying to actually like be accepted as the only one possible Mm -hmm. shutter island was a good choice i'm gonna say shania that was a very good choice and i feel like had i not known about it i would have been shook Mm -hmm. tm I would have been shook. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was still kind of, I was shook by the execution of it, but it's still just in the back of your head. You're just like, damn, like I wish I, I wish I didn't know. Yeah. It, it hits differently. If you truly don't know it anything. It's different. Yeah, truly. Um, I'll probably say for my answer, I've given it some careful deliberation when in actuality, 5% of my brain didn't work. You captured 100% of my brain with your very well-spoken attitude towards Shutter Island. Uh, So congratulations for that. It helps that that was going to be my second choice anyway. (laughs) Um, So two choices, Shania. Two choices and you have both of Uh, them. From the bottom of my heart, my bad. No, you're not. No, No. you don't think it's your fault. You don't care. (laughs)
Um, I'll probably go with, um, uh, I only have this list because that's all the stuff that I could think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Fight Club was really good. As basic as it is. I'll just, I'll, I'll just go back and do Fight Club again, I guess. That was cool. I personally haven't it's, seen Fight Club because I knew the twist. Why is everything that we talk about on this podcast, there's always going to be one thing that you haven't seen? Um, You know, it's, is that just the running bit now? Because three episodes, like three mentions from yourself, not me telling anybody. You yourself declaring... I haven't seen this. I haven't played this. I haven't done this. And it's fine. Like, we can't I do everything in a lifetime. Oh, what? I don't like to fake. No, I'm not saying you gotta fake. I'm saying that I think it's funny that every episode, there's a, there's like this thing that you haven't, like, I'll mention it and you'll be like, yeah, I haven't done anything with that. It's because <laughs> I just feel like I'm hyper aware that I haven't seen a lot of, like, really classic movies. Because I went to his house and his family literally spent like 20 minutes being like, oh, so you haven't seen this movie? Like, tell me you've really? seen this movie. Like, really? You haven't seen this movie? Like, not this movie? And then I felt like really bad about it. So like, now I'm just like, yeah, chances are if it's like an old classic, I haven't seen if- it thing is you say like old classic like my family was just dropping movies from the 50s on you no. if the movie was made in 19 i'd say 1997 is like your pure cutoff like if you if the movie was made before you were born you didn't watch that movie i have i don't understand why even i don't know i guess i just like i when I went to the movies, my mom, like, took me to see, like, fucking, like, Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> like, she <laughs> didn't take me to see, like, like, super, like, popular, like, mainstream movies. Honestly. Okay, okay, Miss Hipster. So I, okay. No, 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 it's really not in a, she no, didn't no, it's take cool. me to it's... see art house movies. I'm talking about fucking Tyler Perry. I'm just saying, like... You didn't see, like, stuff like Commando or, like, other action movies. I know that. And, like, I'm chill with that. Okay? Because I know those aren't even really your cup of tea, so why would you go search for them? Mm-hmm. You didn't see Rocky. I didn't. You didn't see Shutter Island until, like, last year, by the way. You didn't see Rocky until, like, very, very late last year. Like, October minimum. That's correct. Any Rocky. Yep. You didn't see... I, don't, I Have you seen Alien, nope. right? You didn't see or Alien. Predator. You didn't see The Thing. Nope. Or Predator. So those are three, like, classic sci-fi horrors right mm-hmm. there. Um, I will say, for the record, Pride and Prejudice is my favorite movie now. I didn't watch Pride and Prejudice till like, what, 20, 2016? 20, 2015? 2017. N- we went, no. No, really? <laughs> okay, well, that's a really good movie. So I'm not saying that, like, because you've never watched this, because she's never watched any of this, that she's unable to be a critic on it it's just there's such a high role here a high percentile chance <laughs> that if i talk about something that was made after like 2002 <laughs> you just plain haven't seen it <laughs> it's really a shame this is a damn shame because there's so much good stuff that i'd be like ah oh, yeah let's do this and it's like i haven't seen that film I just can't be bothered. <laughs> 
can't be bothered to watch a classic. Uh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna watch a bunch of things. Yeah, I actually uh, watched Die Hard with him the first time <laughs> because he was God. like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You haven't seen Die Hard? The greatest Christmas movie, dude." Yeah, like that's the twist of Die Hard. Really, it is a Christmas movie. I don't care what Bruce Willis says. Yeah, Bruce Willis is great in that movie. He's still wrong though. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas film. Yeah. But yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club, I, I guess I'd go back and see again. Um, you know, I am Tyler Durden. Like, you already know the twist, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, just the little, like, things in between, like, doing the camera cuts I um, in the film where, like, it appears kind of wrong for a second is really cool. The whole flashback sequence of him, like, just being both people is really interesting. Also, that movie ends with, like, wiping away debt by, like, destroying a bunch of credit card companies. Mm. I kind of vibe with that right now. Because that was made in, like... Big schmoo. Late 90s. Yeah, that was, like, a late 90s, early 2000s thing. And I'm not saying that nobody knew back then. But a lot of, like, popular culture didn't, like, acknowledge it as highly back then. Yeah. But if some, if some dude with, like... A small group of people just wiped away all, like, loan and credit debt in the United States. I think I'd be vibing so hard constantly. What are we all? Like, the government would catch them. They'd be pissed. But I'd be out there like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good, son. College who? I didn't go to Free college Free my guy. Yet. What degree? I put it on the resume. What do you mean? I put it on the resume. I, I, yeah, I guess I did, but I don't know. I might have paid him off already. Let, you don't know. Let my boy out of jail. <laughs> he deserved. He didn't it. do nothing. <laughs> is there any? Is there any other like twists you want to mention that you just really enjoyed? Um, I mean, I feel like most recently it's probably gonna be the good place. You know, like this is the bad place. Yeah. I feel like that was great. That is one of the few things that made me really excited for the future. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, because that's the final, or that's the finale of season one. Mm-hmm. That made me very excited for the possibilities of season two. And I think they did a great job because the first episode of season two is turning that uh, plot twist into a bit, remember? Where, yeah. like, Michael is just... He has like 800 different versions of him trying over and over and every time she like Eleanor figures it out. Except the one time Jason figured it out and he gets mad about it and thinks he's losing his touch. Yeah. So yeah, the good place, it not only was a good plot twist in general, and I mean, it did have twists past that, you know, like the judge becoming such a central character and stuff, but that I think when... When you think of the good place, mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head. It is like the, oh, we're in the bad place is like the one. Also, yeah. can we make a what if episode about the the good place uh, when uh, Tahani and Eleanor were soulmates? Because I really wanted to explore that further. Honestly, uh, we stan a bicon um because eleanor is definitely bi she's definitely into like she's definitely attracted to to honey and she's like mentioned it multiple times love her and chidi love that still bi con we stand they had a whole um 
run of the simulation where in, in, by mixing them up, he introduced uh, Michael introduced many of the characters in different soulmate situations. Um, mm-hmm. I I think it's always been a fan favorite of like the one where Eleanor and Tahani were soulmates, but we never see anything past that one like five second bit bit of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd really love to see that. Um, Jane the Virgin had a bad plot twist. That's older than the Good Place, but I watched it. So wow. It did have a bad plot twist. In Jane the Virgin... Oh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Explain the plot twist, first of all. I, Bruh, I'm actually, like, struggling to remember his whole name, so please don't ask me to, to remember the whole My plot man, twist. Michael Cordero? You That's can't it. even put some respect on his name? Well, I kept thinking Michael Corleone, but I was like, I don't think he was in The Godfather. I don't think that's what's happening here. Nah, this dude is, like, the most, like, wonderbred white dude definitely not a godfather kind of i mean yeah but that i think that's not the point i think the main point is they killed him off for what like two years or so two or three seasons just to bring him back all of a sudden it was i get that jane the virgin likes to parody um what do they call those it's telenovelas yeah telenovelas i like i like how they parody it but like when does it stop being a parody when you use it the same way for your plot I mean, that was going to be my defense of it. Like, my defense was legit. Like, well, it's supposed to be like a telenovela. But, I mean, I kind of, I, I get where you're coming from, though. Yeah, because it kind of, like, not only did it complicate everything, almost to a level of needlessly, it's just, like, Michael was our well-received character. And I get that telenovelas sometimes take out well-received characters. But it's usually so they had, because, like, they have to do shit. If, like... Mr. Hot Man on the latest telenovela has to go do a movie. Just kill him off and bring him back. Don't l- sit there for three years and like suddenly bring him back all like out of nowhere after he was like pronounced like fully dead on a show that parodies the telenovela. Yeah. And then like they don't even like end up together, which I was like cool with because like I was kind of always team jane and Raphael. i mean i think i was team jane and Raphael at first because michael was like huge dick in the first (laughs) season but then he becomes like so sweet and they're like so cute together like married and like raising mateo together and like you know her and Raphael are successfully co-parenting but like i don't know jane and Raphael kind of always had like that vibe that i was like super into see but that's your problem though is the minute you think of like michael being a waste for not being there and like the problem of bringing him back i don't give a fuck about jane or Raphael. couples i'm not into that you know what i'm into the jane's dad and michael had a much better <laughs> relationship the on romance the, the bromance that they had yeah i lost multiple seasons of that I could give a fuck That's... less about who Jane ends up with because that bromance was one of the best highlights every time it came on screen. Stole the show to me. That's a really that's a really valid point. Yeah. I think. You're thinking yeah. way too much about the romance. I'm much more in it for the other characters. I was. I was thinking I was thinking team Jaffael or <laughs> <laughs> not Jekyll, but <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hilda. 
my god. Oh man. <laughs> Jekyll. I don't know why. That's so funny. Okay. But like, um. <laughs> I feel like in all honesty, the reason that I stopped caring about that whole love triangle that they brought back is because I think we can both agree by that point Jane was a little bit of um preachy and like you like what is it she's self-righteous a lot she's very self-righteous yeah yeah so i kind of just fell out of her character and i was much more interested in a lot of the other characters surrounding her yeah i frequently fell in and out of love with jane the virgin specifically because of jane and because like jane can be super sanctimonious and it like gets to a point where you're like oh my god like i get it girl but you know it just keeps like pulling me back in i really thought you were gonna say <laughs> um for some reason i thought you were gonna say yeah i constantly fell in and out of love with jane because you know she was jane and she was a virgin and that was the whole <laughs> point anyway friends thank you for joining us this episode and as always be gay and cause havoc you went from chaos to havoc i guess that is chaotic mm-hmm. within itself yeah, just to just to keep constantly disrespect your authority. It. Okay, don't. Will that get us Why? demonetized? I have no. Idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it. Gonna... Okay. All right, that's All it, right. everybody. Hi, this is uh, Brandon from Big Oof coming your way. Uh, I'm deep, deep into the editing process and realized that we did not do any of those sweet, sweet plugins that you probably would have missed in earlier episodes. Uh, So here I am uh, just giving out some information. Our uh, next podcast episode is going to be August 11th. That'll be episode four. Really excited for that for no particular reason other than it is another episode at uh just proof that we're continuing and enjoying ourselves doing this and so i hope that you're enjoying listening to it uh, until then you can follow us at a big oof podcast you can also follow each of us individually uh shania is at the carb goblin and i am at brawlmite uh, we do have an email that you can send both suggestions and questions for uh further episodes that we would love to read to offer opinions or different ideas from uh, our listeners. And that would be big oof coming your way at gmail.com. We have uh, a Patreon, which is also big oof coming your way that you can um, through no obligation of your own donate to. And we'd be grateful for uh, any contribution to us, uh, Besides that, uh, I have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash Brawlmite, which Shania and I sometimes play video games on and talk about things uh, that are kind of relative to the podcast and also just random other stuff. And that's uh, that's another way that you can keep in touch with us. Um, you probably noticed that we have this nice intro and outro music that uh, I have both talked right after it has unfortunately ended. And that is from my good friend, Danny Roa, uh, who is in the process of completing the final version. This was just the first draft she sent me, and that's how impressive she is. So if you're listening, Danny, thank you so much. And if you aren't Danny Roa, then you could easily follow her on Twitter at Berserker Dan Dan. 
in order to perhaps ask her how she got so good at doing the music thing. So that's pretty much all we have. And we'll see you on August 11th. All right. Bye.